welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Howdy. And it is uh, episode 44 now, it's our 44th episode, and uh, Rob and I were just discussing before we came on air, in quotes, that, um, that this is actually our Christmas episode. Even though we're recording it on the 16th of December, I don't yet you, feel. Yeah, you may not be able to tell from Alex's inflection that this is a joyous occasion, but it is, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. So, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And it's our Christmas episode, because as Rob was just explaining to me, by the time I've edited, edited it, and by the time you upload it, it'll probably be Christmas Eve, and we're not going to get the chance to record our next episode until Boxing Day or thereafter. Yeah, so... Uh, but, that, but I think we'll be far more in the Christmas spirit then. Hopefully so. So maybe this could be our Christmas episode part one. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and can I just tell people oh, what were you going to say? No, 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 carry on. I was just going to remind people again that we can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. Uh, we can be emailed. You can email us in any uh, festive, amusing stories you found. lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at at lapodcast, and we can be found on Facebook on www.facebook.com forward slash LA podcast. Can I just ask, as this will be the Christmas episode part one, mm-hmm. are we willing to extend the entry or the entry date for oh, the Christmas competition yes. until part two? Well, well, I'm assuming we haven't had any entries. Well, I mean, after the influx, um, I'm having to really sort through them. So yeah. I, I could do with time just to sort through them and, and, and uh, obviously pick out the, 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 uh, the, the, the most um, uh, good... I couldn't think how to finish that sentence. What a vocabulary you have. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day. Rob, can I suggest that if we don't get any entries, we just make up one that we've had? Uh, yes, that's fine. And we'll make up the luxury gift that we sent out, mid-luxury gift that we sent out as well. That's good. We can make up any gift whatsoever. Yeah. We can say we spent a certain amount of speedboat, and no one would be in, just like Bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. We have 100,000 listeners. <laughs> in our heads. Um, I just want to start off by because I've only just arrived at Alex's house. It's it's just gone five thirty, and I've just literally just got off a train um, from Bristol, and I, I've got a bit of a dilemma I want to discuss with you. Okay, um, there's two parts of this dilemma: one that we might want to cut out, one you might want to leave in. So I'll discuss we'll part try one. And describe it in a way that I can leave all. I discuss part one, and part two is the one I actually want to discuss. But I want to see what you think. And make part one. Okay. So I've been down with my friend uh, Craig, his girlfriend Katie, and our friend Sarah. It's been a lovely weekend. Not Craig who listens to the podcast. No, not Craig who listens. Uh, although, ironically, um, he does live in Katie Washington. is from Newport. Oh, okay. <laughs> where Craig's from. Um, anyway, so the other night, Craig's car, for no apparent reason, both his headlights blew. Oh. While, while his, while, while his while girlfriend... While driving... And then not only this is while his girlfriend was driving to work one morning, so she's on the motorway, pitch black, and her headlights blew. That's what she's told him. Uh, well, I, I, I assume so. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, anyway, we went to Halfords on the way. Um, it was about one o'clock. I was a lovely organisation, Halfords. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was, was that ironic? No. No. Okay. So yeah. So we were going to get the the uh, headlights fixed before driving to the train station. Anyway, because I'm a cheapskate, I bought my ticket in advance, which also means you have to get on designated train, which was the 14.30 from Bristol to Meet. Anyway, so we got the headlight. We went there. The car was dropped off about five past. The woman said, yeah, it'd take ten minutes. So we went to get coffee, came back, only to discover that the guy who'd fixed the headlights had walked off with the car keys and had gone on his lunch. Like I said, Halfords is a wonderful organisation. Yeah. (laughs) 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 20 minutes later, he still hadn't returned. And by this point, no, it was... takes a good half an hour. It was five to two. And okay. your train was up. And it, you, the journey... I paid was, for this! <laughs> um, and what basically happened is, we had a chat with the manager, and the manager very kindly reimbursed us, or reimbursed me, um, the full cost for single fare, which is £39. I have to say, that is good that you did that, because uh, uh, that's terrible that this yeah. guy walked off with the car keys. After they found the car keys... Um, next to the desk where you make the sales. As in, where so you anybody could have taken them? No, they've been, all, they've been there all along, except the employee hadn't looked properly. So we'd been standing in, in the store for 20 minutes while the car keys had been there all along. And nothing had actually been done to the car? Uh, no, it had. They, to be fair to them, they had fixed the, car, right. the headlights. Okay. And the guy hadn't taken them with them, he left it where he was supposed to. Anyway, I made the train. Is that the story? I made the train, and I was £39 up. <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm. That's my first dilemma. Do I keep the money and just not mention it? 
which is why we could put it out of the podcast and no one's aware of it. Uh, no, 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 no. We leave it in the podcast. I say you give it to charity. Um, Christmas. I'm work. pretty sure that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. so you are just going to keep it. Oh, What's I the think dilemma so. then? Oh, because I would either give it back to Halfords or give it to charity. Hmm. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it and I'll let you know what I'm going to do next week. The other dilemma is this. Or spend it on seeing a cheap prostitute. Okay, so then my dilemma is this. I, I was on the train, okay? That was a joke. I, I, I guess that. Um, I was on the train, and uh, I was on the train from Bristol, okay? A woman got on at Chippenham, which is two stops along, and sat next to me. Um, she, was, she was obviously pregnant, okay? She was sitting next to me. Um, and nothing, you know, no further correspondence, and there's no dialogue between us. Train pulled into Swindon, couple got on, and said, uh, oh, I think you're... To the, the pregnant woman... A copper? Uh, no, a couple. A couple. Got onto the train, said to the pregnant woman, oh, you're sitting in our seat. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they do a designated <clears throat> seat. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. She goes, oh, okay. Uh, well, to, then turns to me and says, well, you're sitting in my seat. Were you? No. And well, did you have this This on? really pissed me off. Right. Okay, so I have got... What, is that, what does that sound there? Bristol to East London. I've actually... This is the seat reservation from the train. Okay, it says... So, B48. B48. And is, what does that say on there? B48. B48A. Yeah. She argued this out with me, saying, well, no, you're in my seat. And, and produced, I have to be fair to her, a ticket saying B48. Oh, so they double booked it? No. She argued for two minutes, uh, only to the couple said, no, no, just, just forget about it, and let her sit there. I put my headphones back in because, you know, she, I wasn't about to move because she got her seat. I didn't need to move. She then spent the next two minutes looking for a wallet and realised the ticket she'd been arguing was actually her, the wrong ticket. God knows what she was, where the ticket had come from. And then proceeded to say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. I was in the wrong seat. Not to me, to the couple and moved off. Right. And this is still irking you now. I feel, I feel I, 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 I at least deserve an apology. She's pregnant. She's pregnant, you know, she's got, she's carrying a, a burden, right? She's got, that, that pregnant, you know, you don't know what she's going through. And so she, she's got the wrong ticket, she made a mistake. Yes, she should have probably said to you, oh, I'm sorry for that, but, you know, let it go. But even the couple said, there's a seat, just two rows in front of you. Yes. I feel I'm deserving an apology. And I accept the You're fact You're a petty man. What I think you should do now is give the £39 to a, some sort of charity that deals with, you know... Seat reservations. Pregnant women. <laughs> you know, babies. What, to help them read a ticket better? I think my point... I've made my point. I'm not going to labour this, 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 this conversation anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a spam email. Okay. I'm not going to read the whole thing out because it's ridiculously overlong. Right. But there is just some nice bits of it. Overlong? That's yeah. A, overlong is a word. Okay. Yeah, it means too long. Oh. <laughs> It's an urgent message from the United Nations head office. Rob. Fucking hell. And it says, Dear beneficiary, how are you today? Hope all is well with it's you nice. and your family. Question mark. I hope this mail meets you in a perfect condition. It's a bit too familiar for my liking. <laughs> I hope this mail meets you in a perfect condition. It's an email. How can we... It's how an email. Just, what, is it, what is a perfect condition? <laughs> well, I think well, if it was a mail you were sending out an envelope, you might say that. I hope yeah, it's, you yeah. know. But it's an email. It can only come in the state that's sent. Good point, good point. This is the United Nations organisation, in brackets, Compensation Department. Oh, it's again. <laughs> this programme is organised by the Board of Trustees and Directors for the end of the year, in quote, poverty reduction and eradication. So at the end of the year, they have this big do called poverty reduction and eradication. Have they been ignoring it for the other 12 months? I don't know. <laughs> 11 months. 11 months. We sorry. are using our reputable and well-known organisation to let you know that you are one of our chosen beneficiaries for this programme of, in quotes, poverty reduction and eradication, close quotes, in your country email directory. We hereby inform you that you've successfully been chosen and compensated for an international bank draft written out in your name in the amount of, I believe this is meant to say, one million nine. Uh, $950,000 right. but I think there's a typo and actually what they're offering me is uh, $1,950,000,000 etc uh, from our West Africa Regional Annex Right. now I'm not going to read out the whole thing but my problem with this email is this their answer to this global problem mm. of poverty reduction and eradication is to try and give me 
nearly two million dollars, or sorry, nearly two billion, if we're to believe that. So in order to eradicate poverty, they want to give a huge lump sum to a random individual <laughs> and hope that you can solve the problem. Oh no, they haven't even asked me that. They oh, just want okay. to make me rich. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, maybe they think they've chosen you as as, a, as a, they, they believe that you're a third world. Um, Country. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what they asked me to do is to advise this this guy, Dr. Gorbert Dennis, for assistance and informed me that my case file is 54AC003 and they told me how to contact him. What I like is here it just says, once again, stop contacting those people who have taken you for granted and who are asking you for fees upon fees. Oh, God, the only money you are required to pay off is US$320. And this is for UPS to deliver your package to your residential house address without any problem. I advise you to contact Dr. Corbett Dennis so he can help you in the collection of the International Bank Draft Check Payment instead of dealing with those liars that will be turning you around <laughs> asking for different kinds of money to complete your transaction. I see. I'm not going to read it all out. It's it's the usual crap. It asks for my name, my address, my telephone number, everything else. It ends with this. Once more, don't be deceived by anybody to pay any other money except 320 US dollars. Besides, if you fail to comply with the, comply with the needed 320 US dollars required, there's no way we can deliver the bank draft to your country. And it ends. Thanks. God loves and bless you and your family. Which makes no sense. <laughs> Yours faithfully. Guess who it's from, Rob? Uh, okay, so, is it Ban Ki-moon? Kofi Annan. <laughs> yes. Former UN Secretary General, who's now apparently working in a rudimentary administrative capacity, <laughs> sending out these emails. Obviously. I mean, let's face it, work's dried up for him, he needs to make some cash somehow. Thanks, Kofi, but, uh, yeah. Oh, it's nice to know that he cares about us. Well, he's sitting around doing this admin thing, he's thinking, he's still there, isn't he? He's still trying to fight the good fight, thinking, how can I reduce poverty? How can I eradicate it, even, by sending this man to nearly $2 billion? So I've obviously sent off my uh, $320 cheque. Of course. I'm waiting yeah. for the uh, near two, two billion to arrive. Lovely. Okay, um... Rob, but I think we need to keep reminding ourselves this is our Christmas episode because at the moment it feels no different. Okay, so what can we do? Uh, ding dong merrily on high in heaven the bells are ringing. Uh, have you got a story for us, Rob? I have, yes. Um, okay, this story is sent in from uh, Jack Oldham from Todd Morden. I bid ye good greetings. Okay. Festive greetings. Good, good greetings, yes. Uh, that's, that's a I bid ye warm thanks. <laughs> Best thanks. Best thanks. Uh, okay. Uh, so the story is from the Todd Morden News. Uh, owner has admi- been sent in. Yes. From who? Jack Oldham. I just, I, I literally just said that. I'm good. When I checked the edit, I don't believe you said that. Uh, well, yeah. Well, you can again. Look, uh, this will be the second person today that's going to owe me an apology. I'm not bitter. Being a pregnant woman. <laughs> Poor woman. Um, Are you sure she was pregnant? By the way. Because no, she made that that fact. I mean, she made that very but clear. What, but are you sure she was pregnant? I, I didn't want to. I mean, I was in a very <laughs> packed crowd of carriage to then accuse her of not being pregnant. I but think would have made. I think that would have made the situation a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Look, you fat bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Did people not? Were people looking in the carriage? Think? Well, there's a couple standing there, and she was trying to argue. It doesn't look and good. And there's me pointing out to the ticket saying, but it, it doesn't look Bristol. good. They're arguing with a pregnant woman on the train. But she was wrong. You should have just left it and gone and got another seat. Anyway. Yeah, well. I still believe I was in the right. Uh, the headline is, Owner admits 27 hygiene breaches. Oh, I've got a similar story after this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, management at Kebab House has admitted 27 <laughs> breaches of food hygiene regulations and will face censorship breath for crying court. Magistrates said that the uh, breaches were so serious, their powers were insufficient and had no option but to send the, the case to Crown Court. Wow. Yes, I'm serious. When the Alibaba Kebab, kebab House... <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's just such a... Alibaba Kebab House? Yeah. Oh, that's nothing wrong with that. That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rochdale Road, Todd Morden, was visited by inspectors from Coldale Council. They were shocked to find filthy floors and surfaces, raw meat being kept next to vegetables, and even a chopping board showing signs of a growth of mould. Nothing wrong with any of this so far. Yeah, exactly. Owner uh, Shafiq Siddiqui... I think that's... Siddiqui, Siddiqui I think yeah. It's, yeah. And owner uh, Safara Iqbal appeared at, uh, at Collardale Magistrates Court to face 27 characters each and pleaded guilty to all of them. Oh, photographs good. from the yeah photographs from the food hiding inspectors shown in court showed uncooked uh, pakoras and barges being stored at 19 degrees centigrade. Uh, the law requires that they are kept uh, below eight degrees to avoid the growth of bacteria and toxins. 
Open boxes of raw chicken were being kept, sorry, were being kept next to cooked meats, yogurt and cheese. One worker was found handling raw meat with a bin between his knees before going on to handle cooked foods without washing his hands. Oh, no. Well, why the health inspectors were there they were doing this? Yeah, they turned so up. They're this so, is what un- they so they're so, so unaware of hygiene standards that they were just there handling raw meat. Can we just get a, a, he, was, he was standing there handling raw meat with a bin between his knees. Yeah, no. How, how would you... Why? Well, why would you not just put it on the floor? I don't, make, I don't know. Mm. Um... There were, ha- there were harmful chemicals and bleach being stored on a shelf above open food and pans were being kept below a leaking uh, waste pipe under the sink. A leaking waste pipe? Yeah. It's almost like they deliberately contrived <laughs> to make, for when the health inspectors came, to make the most unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like they wanted to get closed down. It's the- <laughs> Siddiqui of Pannier Lane, Watchdale, said that he had, he had since kept... Uh, he had since sent staff on food hygiene courses and blamed Iqbal, so he blamed his partner, yeah. 51 of Park Road Rochdale for the disgusting state of the premises. Magistrate um, John Madowski said, we feel this is so serious, only a community penalty will suffice, so we will send them to the, uh, to the Crown Court. They will be sentenced on December the 4th, 2012. Okay. Uh, there are comments on this story. There's only four comments. I'm going to read all of them. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's fair to say that I think this commenter struggles with English, okay? As some of our commenters do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he's worked to the takeaway, I can't say. Uh, so this is from Yaz435. About the takeaway, the window is dibble glaze. Double glaze. Yeah. And Dibble glaze. <laughs> dibble glaze. And the outer side window is broken. How dose that harm the food in the takeaway, uh, in the kitchen of the takeaway, and how dose... Bleach and other chemicals in the bottle be harmed to other open food. I think lots of things have been overlooked and not understood. Um, so you're thinking this is somebody who somehow related to this kebab shop in some way, trying to justify what went on? Yeah. Right, exactly. sounds that way. Okay, uh, ABCV uh, takes issue with the previous commenter and decides to correct his grammar. <laughs> um, what does dibble glaze mean? Oh, uh, what does dose mean? Uh, when was census uh, allowed to start with uh, uh, lowercase a? This is a man after your own heart, this comment. So petty, <laughs> vindictive, spiteful, a bit nasty. Mm. Uh, re- with regards to the takeaway itself, disgusting. Probably safer to eat some of the stuff that is grown in the verges around the town, which is likely to have a garnish of dog dirt. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> comment of the week. Yas435 <laughs> uh, uh, responds to his comment, Good. saying, Thank you for paying attention. Uh, in brackets, double. I'm guessing, obviously, the blazing. Now that you can read, maybe you can understand. Good comeback. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Boom! And the final comment is from uh, Jessica91. It was a sucker punch, that was. Oh, it's good. I, I liked it. Uh, one worker was found, found handling raw meat with a bin between his knees. Obviously, quoting the article. I would love to see how this is possible. This place has been open for over 14 years now and has never had any problems with them uh, years... Well, within those years, uh, so why now? Due to the fact of minor issues, which could be resolved over recommendations. Minor issues? Really? A waste pipe leaking into the pans isn't minor, and handling and openly handling raw meat, I think, and then handling cooked food is not minor. No, I think also uh, sort of dangerous chemicals stored above open containers of meat, it can also be an issue. Could be. Whoever the food hygiene inspector was has really got to look at how serious this case was, not to name and shame them. If it's really that bad, they should have been closed down by now, which they have not. Yaz435, I agree with what you were saying in regards to how does bleach chemicals harm the food. It, is, is that not obvious? <laughs> it does not harm the way the food... Uh, it does not harm the way the food... She's been left a word out there. But they should have dealt with the issues, in all fairness, not to be named and shamed like this. All I said... Uh, Why shouldn't they be named and shamed? They're, 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 they are a public... Uh, uh, they, they are an organisation serving food to the public. Yeah. They have had these things found about their hygiene. Of course they should be named and shamed. I don't know why she's taken such an issue with it. <laughs> uh, all I said, as I said, all this is minor and should not have come this far. No one has ever complained in 14 years, so they could not be this bad. AB, ABVC, obviously the former commenter, I think you should stick to your dog, your dog garnish. Merry Christmas, pal. I've got a feeling that person also has some affiliation <laughs> with this kebab house. I feel it can be... Can I just... Uh, right, so it's it's supposed to be still open, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture of this place and just... This doesn't look like an open takeaway to me. <laughs> 
No, right, there's no. I'm looking at a picture. There's no sign. Um, it looks like no an evidence, abandoned shop front. There's no evidence that it ever even was a kebab. It just looks like a house. Yeah, it looks like some. some there may have been a shop in there at one stage, but it looks like they've they've now moved out. Yeah. So that uh, fair picture of the shop. Yeah. Well, uh, as I've told people before. Rob and I never discussed the stories that we're going to talk about prior to recording. Um, so in a somewhat interesting synchronisation, one might say, nice. um, or coincidences... Do we need a Christmas carol before we continue? Uh, you can wait till after, Rob. Okay. Um, is that my first story here is... Well... It's not this story, is it? No, okay, but it's, that's good. Uh, it's from the new shopper, right. and it's Woolwich Pizza Inn owner find after mouse droppings found inside delivery boxes. <laughs> oh, so how similar is this? That's a, that's... And here's a picture of the takeaway. See, uh, the, there's no, that, no that confusing that. That's definitely a, that's a takeaway. It says it's Pizza Inn. Pizza Inn. It's a shit name. Um, <laughs> but but, yeah, but have you seen what's written underneath it? Indian and Italian style pizzas. Okay. <laughs> India famous for their pizzas. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, a pizza takeaway owner in Woolwich has been fined for poor hygiene after mouse droppings were found inside delivery boxes. Wagas Amin, who runs Pizza Inn, so he's obviously taken the Pizza Hut name and just tinkered oh, with it, right Pizza there, yeah. Inn, okay. admitted a number of food hygiene offences and was stung with a £2,320 and 62 pence fine. Why? Pedantic, I like yeah. it. At Bexley Magistrates Court on December the 3rd, Greenwich Environmental Health Officers uncovered a filthy kitchen with mouse feces on work surfaces inside a box of onions and in pizza boxes oh. during inspection on October 26th. <laughs> That's the not bi- nice. The business in Woolwich High Street had a contract with a pest control company which had noted that, in quote, mice were active in all areas... All areas? ...a fortnight before the inspection and suggested yeah. improvements which had not been followed. So why would they get this pest control people people in to tell them this and then listen to nothing of what they said two weeks before an inspection maybe they, they hope that the, the, they, they come in and say oh everything's fine yeah they just mistake <laughs> not have to for, shell out for it they mistake that for sort of uh, minced, minced beef or something <laughs> the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> also had no hot water nice so they couldn't do any thorough cleaning um, uh, well sorry no hot water <laughs> no and was closed for two days while the mouse infestation was controlled and the water restored since reopening Greenwich officers say they are satisfied the infestation has been dealt with but are continuing action to bring the business to an acceptable standard right lovely and I also had again coincidentally four comments oh wow okay uh, you again says cup of tea anyone which I don't understand um, Jippo Joe says Mick, um, there's a reference there. Cup of tea with mouse droppings. What's that? There's that sort of reference or something. We could be here for some time, Rob. Get back to me if it pops. It's um, 40 Towers. Oh, what, with the rat? Yeah, I'm sure it is. No, it isn't. He says it's a crack. He opens the cracker box, doesn't he? And there's the rat in there, but there's no reference to a cup of tea. Okay, carry on. I'm going to think about it. I'm Don't sure. think about it. Just forget it. Let it go. Okay. Jippo Joe says, Indian pizza? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, Derek Hope says um, they quote the article we never tolerate risks to customer health through poor standards of hygiene and they say the shop should instantly be closed down and Mr Armin barred barred from ever opening a food shop again let's not mince words the man is a menace the council should set an example in stopping and trading that might mean other filthy people might think twice before acting in this disgraceful way never mind certificates for those that meet standards shut them down straight away if they are not right and name and shame them interesting uh, parallels and Paul Erith Hey! says yum ham mushroom and mouse droppings I assume you can get the droppings as one of your three toppings nice Merry Christmas Paul Merry if Christmas you're, you're not but uh, Carol Rob um, holy night silent night is that the same Carol all is calm all is bright my next story is from the <laughs> I was going to go into it no because we have to have the, the sting oh okay Here's the sting. Okay, Rob, so you've got another story for us. I have to say, I think this uh, podcast is proceeding incredibly professionally so far. Yeah, that's, don't say that. Uh, that <laughs> we, was, we know that could go down. Oh, I see me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was called Sarka. That, that, that was irony. Um, okay, uh, the sto- next story is from the Adver. Um, Swindon Adver. Yes. Uh, the story is by Josh Layton, and this goes back to episode two. Do you remember Tiger Bills? Tiger Bills, which oh, was the name of a pub. Uh, it was a club. A club. And this is where they had the what was my self-entangled breath organ. Self-entangled breath organ, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. But, but what was my... I think to remember I was being laughed at for something about Tiger Bills. Was it because 
Oh, that's the. There was some. We love you love a lot of. There was a famous right? place called Tiger Tiger or something, and I hadn't heard of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Tiger Bills. You asked me what I thought the decor would look like. That was it. Yeah. And I suggested it could be tigers with duck beaks. Probably. Something. That sounds about the kind of shit we talk. Uh, <laughs> no offence. Uh, okay. Nightclub shuts owing thousands of pounds. Is it Tiger Bill? <laughs> yes! It's shut down! Continuity. Even with, our, even with us talking about it, that didn't raise the, 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 you know, the public awareness of this place that much. I'm surprised. That was free advertising. Right? I know, yeah. If they closed down without even advertising the podcast for them, there's no hope for it. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. Uh, a nightclub which promised to bring VIP experience to Swindon has shut for good, owing thousands of, uh, tens of thousands of pounds to local companies. Tiger Pills uh, closed just three months after launching in October, but the management said that the venue would reopen the festive season. But this was the place that had that ridiculously pretentious spiel. Absolutely. About, that contained the word in it, self-entangled prep. It's the kind of, I think we... Right? Do you remember? Yeah. It was the kind of thing I think we discussed about, uh, you know, a PR agency would be sitting there and been agonising over it, and it just literally thought, yes, we fucking nailed it. But had spewed a lot of shit that meant nothing. It was just just completely meaningless. If you don't know the story, go back and listen to episode two. It's a good one. Uh, the old time, the old town club uh, was still shut this week, with huge tyres placed outside the entrance. <laughs> Rather strange. Uh, tyres, tyres, yeah. As in, like, I'm guessing, like tractor tyres for yeah. some reason. Um, and the advert understands it will not be a reopening. The management had ordered refrigeration and air conditioning units, along with furniture and upholstery, which include bar stools, tables, and chairs. They'd ordered them. Yeah. So they'd ordered them and then gone bust. Well, it doesn't sound like they've gone bust. It sounds like the management disappeared. And uh, left some tyres in the door. Yeah. Nobody come in. Somebody needs to get in there and see what the hell's in there. Because yeah. you don't put tyres in front of the door if you've got it's a good point. Yeah. hide. Yeah. Um, they had arranged to purchase the goods, some of which also involved labour Are costs. Are they sure it's tyres on the door and not, and not right. a Michelin man who's had an accident? Yeah. Oh, you can, do you want to see? You can see the tyres. I didn't even listen to my joke. Um, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Are you uh, sure it wasn't a Michelin man and he had an accident? He's I, I did hear the joke. I decided to move on. I think that was wise. Yeah, it was good. Uh, want, there, yeah. no, here we are. They are. This a tire. No, two tires. And they're, they're tractor tires. Yeah, they're proper tires. That's their means of stopping people getting in. You could just tread over them, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, why would you not put them? Ver- they've laid them horizontally outside the main entrance of what looks like a, a stock room. Um, and why would you not? I suppose you could really keep them horizontally because they just roll away. <laughs> They'll probably kill someone. Um, How peculiar. Mm. Uh, they had arranged for the goods... Uh, it looks like a shithole, by the way, that place. Some I imagine some, something... When the comments suggest that. I imagine yeah. something completely different. I know, yeah, I mean... Something exotic. Does that look like that's... I mean, does that look like that's, like that's ever been opened? I mean, apart from... Again... Do you think we're responsible for getting this closed down because of our... I'd uh, love to see we'd had a hand in this. Because of our, you know, derogatory comments about the place. Well, from... Uh, from I'll go down because in the end, it's sort of there's a, there's a, there's a few instances of happening outside the club, and it sounds like no, we may not have had a hand in it. It may have been it's so demise. To be fair, I wasn't seriously suggesting we had. No. Oh, anyway, um, they had arranged to purchase the goods, some of which involved labour costs within different timescales after the delivery. Peter Yardley of Arctic Services still has to be paid for calling units, which he claims is now missing from the building. His company was paid 50% of the £3,000 bill up front and was told the remainder would be paid within 30 days. Mr Yardley said, If we could have gone in and retrieved the calling system, it would have been such a problem. But it's been removed from the building and the management seemed to have disappeared. <laughs> They've run off with a cooling system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are waiting for full information about the company and then we will contact our solicitors. We're not as badly off as some of the other companies as we agreed a 50% deposit up front. Clever. Mr. P- Mr. Yardley said the other trader did acted in good faith to do business with another company. Um, the club is understood to have owed more than £20,000 overall. Dan Field, the general manager of Tiger Bills, did not respond to, uh, to a request for comment. Even before opening, the club was involved in a row with a restaurant chain already using the same name. After its oh, launch, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After its launch, it was threatened with legal action by Swindon Council after wooden panels around its smoking terrace, which have since been replaced by glass panels. The following month, a, a, this is no, this is quite serious. A, the following month, the club has spent three hours in intensive care after falling eight feet from a railing in the, in the venue. A clubber fell off a railing through yeah. a railing, presumably, yeah. right? I guess onto the dance floor. I don't know. The victim said Tiger Bill was not to blame, and it had just been an accident. I reckon. He, I reckon he's been leaned on there. <laughs> allegedly, it was an accident, yeah, mate. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Later in September, seven men were arrested for disturbance outside the club after reached capacity and door staff refused to allow anyone else entry. And put a tar outside, presumably. Yeah, to block, block the door. Uh, and then there's a fire, no one could get out. That's not true. Um, at the end of the month, a drunk reverend headbutted a police officer after, oh. you know, after being ejected from the club, and his girlfriend made a complaint to police that she'd been assaulted by a bouncer. The club <laughs> said it had dealt with the incident correctly and professionally. Tiger Bill was launched on August 31st, promising... Uh, sharp service and only a premium range of drinks surpassed by music experience not heard for at least a decade <laughs> you just read it back it just sounds did, fucking ridiculous did, did just remind people of what that classic quote was from episode 2 what is it what is it right. sharp service and only a premium range of drinks surpassed by music experience not heard for at least a decade so they're playing not... music from the early well from about 2000 to 2002 <laughs> I don't think they mean that but what I mean is where were they getting their marker from what was this marker that they believed they were surpassed Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, when did they? When did they? The, the, when that? The, they that said no. A, a period of quality music. <laughs> they don't mean that though. What they mean is they're saying, look, we are going to play a range of music here that has not been heard of. Um, that nobody's bettered for a decade. They're not saying the music is a decade old. They're saying oh, that sort of experience. They're, they are doing something. It'd be like saying <laughs> we are the best band since the Beatles. Mm. That's what they're basically saying. Yeah. Okay. Are, yeah. I see your point. Um, it offered a range of VIP packages. Including one combining a private booth, a designated waiter and cocktails, and your own tractor tire, <laughs> spirits and champagne. You like to, how much do you reckon is it that costs? So what do you get? Private booth. Private booth. A designated waiter. Designated waiter. Yeah, waiter to come and serve you drinks. Cocktails, spirits, and champagne. Three hundred and twenty pounds. Nice. Five hundred quid. Yeah. Which might be reasonable. I don't know. No, it isn't. Not not in that shit hole. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Comments. By the way, the building looks like just like a, I don't know. It, looks, it's not, it's not, it doesn't look like a club. It just looks like some run-down old orphanage. <laughs> good episode title. That is a good episode title. Um, Roberto Five says, "Not me." Uh, all a bit strange. It was only open a few a few months, and suddenly closing, owing thousands. Something doesn't add up here. Mm. Fair point. Poor D says, twenty thousand pounds isn't exactly a lot of money for a business to owe." Mm. Yeah, okay. I, can, I can kind of understand that. Um, but if all you've got is a couple of tractor tires, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to make that money. Up. No, true. Uh, Tucker eighty one says good riddance. Right. Um, Stuart two thousand and ten says VIP experience. Looks like some backstreet squat to me. Or is that VIP for Swindon? <laughs> backstreet squat. That's yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. Um, empty car parks back. Oh, empty car park. Yeah. yeah. Um, did the building not already have an air conditioning when it was previously a nightclub? Right, okay. I think it had been stolen. Uh, and I think I'll just... There's two more comments uh, that I'm going to read out. Salt and Vinegar says, I've good, been to better... Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Um, I've been to better-looking public toilets. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and uh, a slightly uh, cryptic uh, comment to end uh, from uh, local Bob 80 says... Perhaps Olive will pretend another purchase attempt. Perhaps Olive will attempt another purchase attempt. Uh, yeah, perhaps Olive will pretend another purchase attempt. Prote- perhaps Olive will pretend another purchase attempt. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, in time, we'll find out what that means. Now, Rob, you know how I sometimes um, report on... Uh, these editor's eye pieces. Oh, brilliant. Is this from, oh, I've been missing them out for weeks, even though all of them have been good. I mean... I can imagine. Um, the ravings of a madman. I'm just going to give you, Rob, some of the, the editor's eye headlines. Because there's a lot that I haven't read out. And when you hear this, you're going to be saying, why haven't you read these out? Because, the, 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 they, you know, they were tedious. Right. But the headlines, I haven't meaning to mention these for a while. So, we've had... The ones I haven't read out to you are... Jobs worth lollipop people really suck... <laughs> <laughs> Which is him rallying against lollipop workers. He yeah. really he really picks his topics, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, what's the point of everyone going to university? Was another one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, Levinson, <laughs> Levinson report on press freedom. Have your say if you care. This is really an embittered man, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Do you want to hear his latest one? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, go on. Uh, ginger abuse and ribbing of redheads is not on. Oh. Editor's eye comment. Oh, for fuck's sake. He says, this is, uh, you know, it's Andrew Parks. Yeah. I How can ab- we forget? I witnessed something absolutely gobsmacking this week. Did you, Andrew? I was strolling through a town with a female friend. Right. <laughs> and stopped to look in a shop window. In those few seconds, a man stepped forward, spoke a few words to her, and then casually walked on down the road. 
When I asked what he wanted, I couldn't believe my ears. Not only had he rudely asked her why her hair was the colour it was, but he'd also said how disgusting it looked. <laughs> he sure it wasn't you, Rob, you know, getting into an altercation with something. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I would have taken issue with him, not her. <laughs> so, purple, lime green, turquoise, what colour was her hair? No, none of these. She is, in fact, a natural redhead and has never added any colour, despite the advice of complete tossers like this. This is the editor <laughs> of the new shop. I, I mean, Alex, I must admit, there's, there's very few occasions where I'm actually dumbfounded, and this has to be... One of the occasions. Yeah. Having been a redhead all of her life... Oh, for fuck's sake. She said she's used to it, and has long been aware of the Marmite factor. Surely this shouldn't be the case. Now, I'm no fan of ridiculous PC nonsense, and there's certainly nothing wrong with a bit of harmless Mickey-taking. But surely it's not right that an attractive woman... <laughs> we get the fact you like This her, is a mate. fucking editorial! We get the fact you like your mate, yeah? <laughs> but sure, it's not right that attractive women sporting the hair colour she was born with, which is incidentally a beautiful auburn, <laughs> should, have to, should have to be subjected what to is, this. What's wrong with this man? And, and, and why are the new shop shopper tolerating it? This is the editor! <laughs> this is the editor. I know. <laughs> when he commits his first murder because it will happen they'll go back and then this is, this is like when Joy Division released the second album and then Ian Kurtz committed suicide they went back to look at the lyrics and realised yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was all there it was an extended suicide note this is what this is about surely it's not right that an attractive woman sporting the hair colour she was born with which is incidentally a beautiful woman <laughs> should have to be subjected to this sort of uncalled for abuse. I think this is his, he's somebody, he can't tell this woman he likes her, so he's decided to do it, like, very much around the houses by this. Then he says, your vote. Do you think taking the mickey out of people for characteristics oh, such as the colour of their hair is akin to racial abuse? You can either vote, yes, it's abuse and no, shouldn't be tolerated. is that actually a tally on the website? Uh, unfortunately not. Oh. No, it's just harmless banter and people shouldn't be uptight. He then continues, I've only been racially abused once... Though I did get a lot of flack... I don't know if he's black or white or what, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's white. I think he's white, yeah. White, because his name and No, because I think we we looked him up. I'm sure we did. Did we? Oh, we did I think we did, yeah. Because if you can look at the staff in New Shopper... I've only been racially abused once, though I did get a lot of flack at school about the size of my ears. But by comparison, all joking aside, I clearly have no concept of the sort of abuse suffered by my friend. Previously, I had no idea of the discrimination faced by redhead people on a daily basis... I don't suppose I will overnight become a completely caring person, but it has made me consider the feelings of others a little more. What do you think? Is Mickey taking of ginger-haired people akin to racial abuse? Have you ever been picked on for some characteristics such as hair, ears or nose? Add your comments below and vote in our poll. I'm hoping there are hundreds and hundreds of comments. Well, the last time I looked there were 21, but I've whittled them down. Okay. Paul Erith says... Are you really suggesting that mocking of ginger people is a serious problem in our society? <laughs> okay, so some bloke was rude about your friend's hair. That must be incredibly rare. I don't believe that many people go up to strangers and tell them their hair looks rubbish, whatever colour or style it is. Fair point. Tip Top says, she's obviously a witch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jippo Joe says, the question that needed asking is, do you have matching collar and cuffs? <laughs> yes, it's a good point. The Wall says... Mm. Pictures, please, to prove that. Andrew Parks, A, you have a friend. <laughs> B, she's female. <laughs> C, she's a true flame red-haired beauty. And he says, I love redheads, they're feisty and fiery. I'd actually like to see a picture of all those things. Ron, 1952, who often leaves quite um, fruity Choice. Comments, fruity yeah. comments, I say. Andrew Parks, what team do you bat for? Strange you have two photos of male gingers at the top of the article. He does. The, the, the pictures he's got are of um, Prince uh, Harry and that ginger guy from uh, Harry Potter. Rupert Grin. Thank you. Mm. He says, young Harry does look like his dad, and I don't mean the juggier thing he calls his father. Ron, X. Nice. Yes. It's implying that Harry has a different father. Yeah, but okay. we shan't name who that might be. Yeah. Aaron Sinclair says, Ron, 1952, you're right. Young Harry, poor kid, does indeed look like his father. Nice of Prince Charles to take care of him anyway. <laughs> Foxy Ginger says Oh, okay If we had some is sad this, is, this isn't his friend If I had some sad music I'd put it on Don't believe okay. so Unfortunately This has happened to me as well oh, More than once Although I have to say It is males That have said nasty things to me Complete strangers I've been called a In quotes Ginger dog By a group <laughs> of people In the high street Sorry, that's not funny And they were middle-aged men They shouted that I should be put down 
I once worked in I once worked in an office where they continually made comments on a daily basis until I left. The boss found it funny, so there was no way of stopping it. It's sad to say that when I am out or I get a new job, etc., I do expect it. And there is a Marmite effect, as suggested in the article. I can't say it hasn't affected me, and I do believe it is abuse, Mm. as it never stops. To accept it as normal is sad, but there really are people out there that hate redheads and believe they have a right to say nasty things to that person. I presume there is something wrong with these people, as their behaviour is unacceptable and just downright rude. I am proud of my hair and always will be. Those that feel the need and right to do this need to get a life and learn some manners. You go, girl. Ron, 1952, back again, says, Well, one of my ex-husbands was a ginger guardsman. Uh, in, in bracket, Is that a euphemism? In, in brackets, Scotstroke Irish. Oh, a no, nice no, man, but hung like a field mouse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one of my ex-husbands was a ginger guardsman. A nice man, but hung like a field mouse. One of my ex-husbands? Yeah, Ron is, 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 is gay, Rob. I think that's been clear from... No, Alex, men can't get married. Uh, well, uh, he's found some way of making it happen. Okay. I do believe that he's, that he's gay and Ron is a man, because later on he talks about being called a fag. So. Oh, OK. okay uh, I digress now, and now I've forgotten what I was going to say, he says. Ron, X, he presumably then remembers what he's going to say, and says, P.S., I do hate the N-word and being called a fag. It's nasty. My ex was known as Ginge by all his friends, though. Ronnie. Why would you... No, sorry... Why would you write, I've lost my train of thought? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But also, it's not very fair to expose his ex-husband as being hung like a field mouse. Well, that's probably reason that's reminded me why he's, he's an ex-husband. Uh, Tiger Raving Mad says... Right. As a redhead, I've had to live with the stigma attached to it. It's tough, and it's easy enough to say the normal, they're just jealous, in quotes. But it doesn't stop it hurting. My teenage sister is just starting to get it now. She is also a redhead. It normally starts at school, primarily senior senior school, and I was led to believe that once I'd done the four years of constant bullying that I would be free. But no, far from it. Even now I get parents telling their children to point and laugh at the ginger nut and have frequently had abuse (laughs) shouted at me. I have frequently had abuse... I I do not believe that she's she's experienced parents saying to their kids, Go on, point. Look at that freak over there. Point, laugh. Why do you point at her? Uh, she's had abuse shouted at me from cars as they drive past ginger being the norm right. I assume she doesn't mean the cars are ginger yeah. and it's painful luckily I've found a man who says he's proud to have a flaming goddess by his side and he makes me feel a good makes me feel good about my hair so yes it is abuse and it needs to be stopped Ron 1952 obviously having a slow day today yeah. well I'm a natural blonde myself but my whiskers have a tinge of ginger downstairs it's a ginger type meninja I didn't Ronnie Ron X can I petition he's exposing far too much on here can I petition that ginger type meninja uh, ginger type mangina oh ginger type mangina sorry uh, should be the episode title yeah it's complete nonsense but uh, and I Ian M500 says why has Andrew Parks got big ears because Noddy wouldn't pay the ransom one of the worst bits of journalism I've ever witnessed. Thought someone had posted the scum, in brackets, the sum, through my letterbox. Lovely. Nice way to finish. OK, Rob, we're finishing now on uh, your last story. We're overrunning a bit. Have you got a carol for us? Uh, yes. What is it? Um, uh... In the bleak midwinter, frosted wind made moon. Is this a carol? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. it's called In the Bleak Midwinter. I've heard it's it. a bit somber. Yeah, it is. I was going around Sainsbury's the other day, and uh, they were playing constant Christmas music, but it wasn't up Christmas music. It wasn't like it was like Christmas... The Power of Love by Frankie Hart and Ghost. No, 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 it wasn't. No, 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 no. no. It was good. There were carols, but they were all very. It was like Silent Night and that, and it was very somber. And well, I thought, not the don't yeah, because if I was in charge of Sainsbury's, when I or, or marketing or this or these decisions, what I'd be saying is, is that a lot of people are actually very depressed over Christmas. It's this sort of misnomer that it's always a happy period. For a lot of people, they don't find it a happy period. And I'm not sure that sort of people who are shopping around the Sainsbury's in lower Sydenham, right? Yeah. You often are a bit dumb, and they're like, need to hear this sort of music. Yeah, it might just put them over the edge. It might well do. Yeah. Uh, my I, mean, next... I saw a woman trying to choke herself with a cucumber. <laughs> Was it? No. Um, <laughs> just leave that there. Uh, the story was sent in by Ben Halifax, who lives in Sydenham, but obviously is originally from Brighton. So this, this story is from the Brighton Argus, um, and the headline is Can you solve the mystery of the abandoned paper donkey? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Sydenham story? No, no it's no, from the Brighton Argus. But he's from Argus. Sydenham. Yes. Um, the story's by Kimberley. But he lives in Brighton? Yes. No, he lives in Sydenham, but he used to 
live in Brighton. So he's so he's really he's honor- from Brighton. But I know we keep a- discussing this in previous episodes, but he's really honouring the code. Then is I'm he? I'm sure listeners are shouting, going, "Why can't you fucking understand this?" <laughs> It's it, not rocket science. Not rock science. <laughs> yeah, rock science. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Or geology. Um, Rob, he's really sticking to this principle then of reading stories out from one's hometown. Uh, because he's doing stories from the Brighton Arc. I'm, I'm not going to start criticising people who send the stories in. No, but I'm saying he's sticking to that principle like we do. Oh, I see what you mean. Right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, it's always good to have stories from Halifax. This homeless paper mache donkey has ended up sitting on its ass. What was the headline? Uh, can you solve the mystery of the abandoned paper donkey? Abandoned paper donkey is a bloody good episode. It's a great. Title. I think we have to have that. I even think mystery of the abandoned paper donkey is even better. So do I. Yeah. New from Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah, I know she's passed away, by the way. Yeah. Um, a while ago, I think. Uh, yeah, I think she's. Sometime. Yeah. God bless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the newspaper clad animal was spotted leaning against a bin in Lounsdown Street. Hove, uh, vaguely resembling Winnie the Pooh's friend Eel, the animal is stand is sitting. Well, any up- donkey? Hang on, I'm sorry, I'm taking issue with that. No, any no, no, donkey no. vaguely resembles no, Eel no, no, because I, I, Eeyore was a donkey. No, no, no. Can I, you do a I, donkey I, impersonation? Eeyore. Uh, thanks. Um, no, I, I can. Looking at a picture, I can understand where they're coming from because it's, it's a particular pose that he's sitting in. Um, so yeah, uh, the resemblance of Winnie the Pooh's friend Eeyore, the animal is sitting upright rather than standing on all fours. Perhaps once a piñata, the animal may have been the cent- uh, the animal may have been the centre of attention at recent Halloween and firework uh, reveries before being abandoned in the street. Hang on a minute. With a piñata, don't people stand around it and whack it with sticks or baseball bats or whatever, and yeah. then all the sweets come out? Yeah. So if it had been a piñata, it would it would have been it ruptured. wouldn't be in one piece probably. It be, yeah, it'd be ruptured. Yeah. And, or it would at least have a, a cavity for the sweet Well, you would have thought so. And you would have thought maybe if they were taking a picture of it, they might check that. But yeah. Who knows? Do you know where the donkey came from? Email, email kate.middleton at theargos.co.uk. We've got to email her. <laughs> no? Uh, maybe, actually. Surely. Surely she's getting a lot of joke emails. <laughs> she must be. Um, right, okay. There are comments on this. I know we Can are... Can we write back and say it was my, it was my love donkey? <laughs> that I made to Sex make... donkey. Yeah, I made it to make love to it because I was lonely. Yeah, which is why I was sitting in that position. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so the first comment is from In Adaptu saying, Are you serious? Have you really written, written an article about literally a piece of garbage? Who the hell cares about that? Is well, it, Kate Middleton cares about it. Is it Kate? It's, no, Kimberly Middleton. Sorry, not Kim, Kate Middleton. Kimberly Middleton. I yeah. like the sound of that. Yeah, we can email her. She should give you your email address. Sure. Uh, yeah. I probably won't make the comment about it being my love donkey then. Or, or shit story. Um, Blue Monday says, hmm, now, uh, let's see, abandoned, placed next to a bin, need any more clues, Argus? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I is a very fair point, I believe. Yeah, it's like they say they found this abandoned paper magic donkey in a skip. Um, right, and I think this comment is actually from a member of the paper, okay? So this, this is a comment from Joe uh, Wadsworth saying... In response to the first comment about the store being... Uh, so it's a journalist, potentially, I believe taking so. issue with other people's comments. Yeah. Funnily enough, we had a bet in the office on how quickly a comment like this would appear. We were under no illusions that this, will, this won't win any awards. It made us laugh. And so we thought it might also brighten some of our readers' days. I'm really sorry you're not one of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitter comment. <laughs> Hoverty says, Nice one, Joe. Looks like a well-made model in any case. Am I going to get to see a picture of it? Yeah, you will do. Okay. Lids25 says, this has made my day. Rubber Ducker says, I think the donkey should stay and the bin would be removed. Okay. Uh, Hove, Hove actually says, newsflash, Argus made, made to look an arse again. And then responds to his own comment saying, seems you can't say a double S on this site, but lying fuck is okay. Uh, and then I, I think what's happening is he's making more comments and every time he puts a swear word, it keeps getting asterisked out. So nice. he responds once again by saying, or not. On the level says, it's by the wrong type of bin. Should be in the recycling area. <laughs> uh, Wrongity says, donkey by bin, dolphin and puddle. Please, please, please. Some real journalism. Dolphin in puddle? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely n- uh, no idea. Porker boat goes back to the original Porker comment. Porker boat. P- pork boat. Pork boat? <laughs> yeah, pork boat. What the hell is a pork boat? I don't want to know. <laughs> Um, the response again to an inadaptive's comment by saying miserable get lighten up it's a bit of fun uh, Shelley B370 says can't believe people get the hump 
Obviously, it was a light-hearted article. Thought Brighton was land of fun, not city of grumps. And uh, I'm just going to finish with uh, this last comment from uh, Mr. Tom, who says, Ah, but remember what the arseholes who sit on here all day moaning about the city, slash crime, slash journalism say, slash the NHS, slash slash supplies of milk, slash blah, 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 have no sense of humour and a real disillusionment, a disillusion of grandeur. Trust me, no one gives a crap about some grumpy twat's opinions on the Argus website. You may as well go and shout at the wind. I like him. Poor little chap. He looks like I feel on this wet Monday. Can I see a picture of the donkey? You can, yeah. You've made me wait. He's actually really cute. Is he? I would have taken him home. Would you? Yeah. Oh, Isn't that nice? Yeah. That is weird to leave, but they have left it there to go in the bin, haven't they? I don't, I, I, I don't yeah. think that there's any... I think that was a piñata because it looks from the bottom like it's... I don't think it's got an arse under there. I think that's where all the sweets were kept, isn't it? So the kids all hit it and it shat sweets. And it shat out sweets. Sweets all over them. And I think that's it, what kids like. And I think it probably was meant to like you. Um, do you know what? That is a work of art. It's quite big. Yeah, I mean, someone's some taken time to make that. Is that... It's like a newspaper. It looks like it's made out of sort of foreign banknotes. Maybe, maybe somebody had been in contact with... Uh, um, Back Kofi and Anne. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob. As we have, uh, we've come to time. Okay. On our part one of our Christmas episode, where we've had no Christmas actual themed stories, but we are still on the what is it, the sixteenth of December? So exactly. You, yeah. You so wouldn't expect any yet. Um, the competition will be. Well, forget it. <laughs> no, no. I'm determined. One more week. One more week. And we'll see what happens. And then, you know, we might make a problem. Just send us in a picture of anything and you get the fucking prize. Yeah, that'll do. Hey, send us a picture of fucking anything. I don't give a shit what it is. Yeah, it can be anything. anything. The, the best... Anything th- in your local town. Yeah. Anything. The most, the most tedious or arty, or arty picture. I don't give a shit. Just send it in and then we'll pick out one out of random. And now, if we don't get even that, it just suggests stuff. Yeah. All you've got to do is send us a picture, a picture of anything. You don't have to be in it. Nobody has to be in it. It can be anything. I like a picture of our listeners. It'd be nice. Just say. Um, uh, do you want to fin- uh, sign us off with a carol? Well, maybe Jingle Bells. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I have a feeling that's copyrighted. Okay. So, uh, Hark the Herald uh, Angels? Or no, Hark not that. the Herald Angels sing glory to the new... Join in. Newborn King. No, you'll notice I... on earth and mercy. Merry you, Christmas. You'll notice that I have got away without having to sing anything. Yeah. You've um, been a willing schmuck. Which uh, wouldn't be the first time. Anyway, uh, guys, look... And ha- if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, when we think it might go out, we need to get it out by then, then. Uh, ideally. Have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. And, and we will join you for part two. Yeah. Have a... Like I said... Have a very uh, happy Christmas and uh, thank you for sticking with us for the last year. God bless everyone. Take care.